putting together an all-rookie team for 2023? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Uh, Hope you are all having a fantastic start to your Tuesday. We've got a fun one in store for you here today. Uh, Shout out to Chad Ryder, uh, Chad Ruder over at NFL.com. He put a story out yesterday uh, that was predicting the 2023 all-rookie team on offense. And I saw this story when doing research and prep for what we were going to do on the show today. And I thought to myself, we like to make lists. We like to talk about rookies and uh, first, second-year players in the National Football League. We like to debate. We like to put together teams. We like to predict stuff. It felt like a perfect topic for us to discuss here on the show today. So appreciate the inspiration, Chad, and then we are going to give our own version of events here on the show today. And so I've got a quarterback, one running back, three wide receivers, a tight end, and then a full starting offensive line on Chad's list. I think he went two running backs and two wide receivers. So I made one small tweak there and added a third wide receiver uh, for the list. Um, and so we are going to dive into this. And Taylor B. asking the most important question here at the the start in the live YouTube chat. Are we trying to get the best possible rookie team on the field at once? Or it is, or is it a prediction for all rookie awards? To me, what, what I'm trying to accomplish with this list is I'm trying to predict the players that at, at these positions are going to have the best rookie seasons. That is the goal that I have in mind when putting together this list. So I'm not trying to predict putting together the best possible rookie team. I'm saying at quarterback, among rookies, who is going to have the best rookie season? At running back, who is the running back that is going to have the best rookie season? And so that is the task that we are going to try to handle here today. And so these are not guys that maybe you think are going to be great long-term. Um... We, I have a wide receiver on our, on our list. Like I have two wide receivers on our list that might generate some, some controversy. Um, Taylor B says, so we can't move a tackle into guard to get them on our team. Well, Taylor B, that depends because my two guards maybe didn't play guard at college, but the expectation is they're going to play guard in their rookie season. And so they're going to qualify for guard for this list. And so they may not be the long-term answer at guard for their positions, but this year they're going to play guard. So not to give, I'm not trying to give the list away here. We haven't started yet, but that's the kind of approach that I took. So we're trying to predict at each of these positions, which players are going to have uh, the best rookie season. And let's start with quarterback. And I think this is the position where we can have a free reign debate and we can discuss all the potential options. Um, I think obviously when you're looking at predicting the quarterback and predicting any of these positions, we are looking for a guy that's going to have the opportunity to, and the runway to play a, a decent amount of time, right? And so we're kind of looking at the guys that were drafted in the first round. We're looking at Bryce Young, we're looking at CJ Shroud, and we're looking at Anthony Richardson, right? Those are the three that immediately come to mind. Like Will Levis might have an opportunity um, at some point, but is he going to play a full season? Like there are too many question marks there, right? So I think we're looking at one of the first um, – the guys that were taken in the first round. And for me, it really came down to two guys. It came down to Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. Um, and I ultimately decided on Bryce Young. And I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anybody that's listening to this show um, because of how much I love the infrastructure that is surrounding Bryce with the Panthers. Um, and 
the coaching staff, the infrastructure, I think is set up for the most success. Do I think Bryce Young is going to be the best quarterback from this class? I don't know. I think Anthony Richardson is going to have a very, very strong case if he continues to develop the way we think he's going to develop. But for 2023, I look at that Colts team. I like a lot of what they've got. Offensive line's a little bit of a question mark. Um, defense isn't going to be all that great. Um, but I think Bryce is the, the likely option uh, to have the best rookie season. So again, you could pick Anthony Richardson here and I wouldn't fault you, but I have Bryce Young as my answer uh, at quarterback. Okay, running back, there are two names. If somebody wants to suggest a third, feel free. I really think this is a two-person race. I think it's B. John Robinson and it's Jameer Gibbs. And we are just looking at this. A reminder, we are just looking at this through the lens of who is going to have the best rookie season in 2023. We only have one running back, Taylor B. We're only picking one, but I think there are two potential options. Who is going to have the best season in 2023? Not who's going to be the, have the best long-term career. Who's going to have the best season in 2023? So Bailey says, it is Bijan. Chris, do not do the thing. I am absolutely doing the thing. Jameer Gibbs is my selection for all rookie running back. And I heard, I saw in the pre-show chat, people were talking about Bijan and people were talking about Arthur Smith. And let me, let me, let me give credit where credit is due. Um, you know, uh, Bailey says Arthur Smith is as good as anyone at scheming a run game. Um, sports not asked if anyone think Gibbs could beat Robinson on the all rookie team, considering the team and the offense he will be playing in. Look, when we are evaluating, and I'm getting trolled now with Roshan Johnson and Israel Abanacana being shouted out in the chat. When we look at 2023 and we look at trying to project who's going to be the best running back in 2023 and who's going to be the best rookie running back in 2023 and trying to project that out, I'm trying to guess from it's what we're doing here. We're making a prediction. I look at the opportunity Jameer Gibbs is going to have, not just in the running game, but also in the passing game. And I look at the splash plays that he's going to be able to make on the field. And I look at the offense that he's going to be in, the creativity of that offense, how he's going to be utilized. And I am not going to be surprised if at the end of the 2023 season, that when we look at Jameer Gibbs' year, that those stats, when you compile them all together, are above what Bijan Robinson is going to be able to do. And I know people want to talk about David Montgomery being in that offense, but I also look at this Atlanta Falcons offense, and there is still Tyler Algier. There is still Corderell Patterson. There are other options in that offense that looked pretty good last year. And so to me, I got to look at who can absolutely get on the field very, very quickly and have multiple opportunities to contribute, and that's Jameer Gibbs. Again, you want to pick Bijan because he's the best running back in the class. He was a top five, top three player in the class, and he's going to a team that's got a coach that knows how to run the football, and you want to take you want to take Bijan Robinson? I'm not faulting you. I'm just taking Jameer Gibbs because I think the added element of what he's going to be able to provide in the passing game, in addition to what I think is going to be a pretty good runner in the National Football League in an offense that's going to be pretty creative, pretty dynamic, that's the guy that I'm going to pick. Al Bailey says Bijan Robinson was elite. He has an elite run scheme, a less talented Algier, got 1,000 yards last year. Uh, the Lions paid Monty well. Uh, B, uh, Bailey, you're kind of making my point. Algier was good. They're not just going to shy away from Tyler Algier. They're still going to use him. And I know the Lions paid David Montgomery, but you look at David Montgomery's history, you look at David Montgomery's career, he's not a guy that demands a big workload. He's not a guy that demands, you know, 200-plus carries. He's not going to do that. And so I'll take, B, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Jameer Gibbs. You can take B. John Robinson, and we can agree uh, to disagree. Three wide receivers. 
for us to discuss. I don't know why we're just naming random running backs in the comments. Evan Hall, Jordan Mims, Theo Riddick, Danelle Pumphrey. What are we doing? What is happening in the chat? I'm very, very confused at what the live YouTube chat is doing here. Uh, three wide receivers that we are going to going to select here. And I will say, it's a healthy group. It's a healthy group of guys that you're looking at to pick from. Um, I evaluated each one of them with a making the case for them. Sean Greenlee on Washington. Now we're just naming random Jets running backs. Like, can, can chat, I'm going to use the timeout here. Can we, can we rein it back in? Can, can, we, can we rein it back in and get back on track? Can we get focused on wide receivers? Can, can, we, can we pivot? Can we, can, we, can we lock back in here? Bailey says Monty's had over 200 carries every year. Yes, he has. He had 201 last year, 225, uh, 247, and 242. I, I, I pulled it up here uh, just so we had the numbers in front of us. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did, um, he, or he has, um, and I know they paid him. But again, I just think Jameer Gibbs is going to be such a wild card that even if David Montgomery does get 200 carries, and I don't know if he will, but even if he does, I still think Jameer Gibbs is going to be very, very impactful. Uh, Sportsnut says, I think JSN is the best wide receiver in the group, but won't make the list because he won't have the won't have the numbers. Only so many mouths to feed in Seattle. That's kind of the rub. JSN considered, but you've got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett. He's probably the wide, re- wide receiver three in an offense that isn't going to throw the ball a ton in relation to the rest of the league. They're gonna want to run the football with Kenneth, uh, with Kenneth Walker and um, and Zach Charbonnet and Kenny McIntosh and all those guys that they've got in that room. They're gonna want to run the football, and so when they do pass it, how much volume is there gonna be for JSN? And so I just don't think the numbers are going to be there. Quinton Johnston in Los Angeles with the Chargers. We've got Keenan Allen. We've got Mike Williams. We've got Gerald Everett. We've got Austin Eckler. Like, we've got a lot of other pass-catching options in that offense. Quinton Johnson, really good long-term projection, I think, in L.A. with the Chargers. But for 2023, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be enough volume there. So for him, I discounted him. Uh, Heldy says, Zay Addison and Jaden Reed or Mingo. And then says, wait, Josh Downs too. Dang, it's tough. So tough list. Taylor B says, John Mechie should be considered a rookie. I get that we've seen players be injured the rookie year before, but going through chemo like he did means he won't even, he won't, he won't, he wasn't even able to even work out all year. I, I appreciate the sentiment, Taylor B, but he's a second year player. He just is. Um, and so that's, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I'm very excited to see what John Mechie's going to be. And I'm very excited to see him back on the football field. And I'm glad that he's healthy, but he's a second year player. And we have to evaluate him as such. Um, Janelle says, I think Zay and Addison get more targets than Reed or Mingo. Jamie says, Addison flowers, JSN with honorable mentions, Nakua and, and Josh Downs. Listen, a, a part of me really wanted to get Puka Nakua on this list. I didn't, I didn't do the thing. So I did the thing with Jameer Gibbs. I did not do the thing, um, with Puka Nakua. Uh, Sam Teet says, Zay flowers, Jordan Addison and JSN. Um, you guys got two of the first names that I have. I, I, th- I think Zay flowers because somebody needs to present me a case to where there's somebody in his way in Baltimore. I know we all love Rashad Bateman and the idea of Rashad Bateman, and I know they signed Odell Beckham Jr., but they don't have a wide receiver one. They don't have somebody that absolutely slam dunk is just going to run away with that role. So Zay Flowers on the list for me. Jordan Addison replacing Adam Thielen, the wide receiver two. There's going to be a lot of attention paid to uh, Justin Jefferson in an offense that we know is going to throw the ball quite a bit. Jordan Addison, number two. Uh, Sports not mentions Jalen Hyatt because who else there is, who else is there on the Giants? Uh, Sam Teets gave some honorable mentions to Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Mims, and Jaden Reed. Uh, one person said my name of the third guy on the list. 
I got Jonathan Mingo of the Carolina Panthers down here as my third wide receiver. Again, we're just looking at contributions in 2023. And I know they've got Adam Thielen, and I'm still not giving up on Terrace Marshall. But again, it's not like there's a clear roadblock for Jonathan Mingo to be able to be productive in 2023. And all these other guys, there are problems. With Jaden Reed, they've got Christian Watson. Uh, Dubs was pretty good in the, late in the year, although I'm still skeptical. Um, and they've got Jordan Love. There are some question marks there. I know people want to mention Jalen Hyatt, but they've got Paris Campbell. Sterling Shepard's still there. They've got a bunch of guys that kind of do the same stuff. Darius Slayton's there as well. Again, I'm saying those guys are great, and they're not stopping Jalen Hyatt from getting on the field, but they've just got a lot of guys, and I don't know how that room is going to shake out. And so until I see it kind of sort itself out, I'm going to take a pause and kind of kind of be skeptical. Um, and so I, I've got Jonathan Mingo down here, but I think Josh Downs is a worthy consideration. Um, Sportsnut says, I'm excited for Mingo, but Terrence Marshall Jr. has really been turning heads in OTAs. I can't. I, 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 I'm, I'm not ready to be heard again. I'm not ready to be heard again. So I got Mingo down here. Um, and again, Nakua is a good honorable mention. Downs is an honorable mention um, for me. If I if if we wanted to replace Mingo, it would probably be with either Puka Nakua or Josh Downs, and it would more than likely be Puka Nakua. Um, okay, tight end. What do you guys think I did here? What do you guys think I did here? Because I there aren't a ton of options. There aren't a ton of options that really kind of jump off the table as okay, we got these are the guys you got to have on the short list. So who do you guys think I put down here? Laporta, Heldy says Musgrave. Sportsnet says Mayor. We've got three different suggestions already. Now, Jamie, this it's a little unfair because you and I talk a lot of ball, and you and I have recorded a bunch of prospects and props episodes over the last couple of weeks. And so you know how I feel about this rookie tight end class. And so you got the right answer that I have Sam Laporta down here because you and I have talked about Sam Laporta and what they're going to do with him or what we think they're going to do with him at, at length. And so you had a little bit of inside information there, uh, but I've got Sam Laporta of the Detroit Lions uh, as my tight end. Look, I, Mayor, I didn't really consider guys. Musgrave was the other uh, the, uh, the other tight end that I considered, um, because Musgrave is going to have, I think the 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 inside lane to be the tight end one in Green Bay. Again, I got questions about what the quarterback and the offense is going to look like, but I think if if it all works at a base level, like just average, I think Musgrave can thrive. I, listen, it, they're hashtag our lines for a reason, but they don't have Jamison Williams for the first six weeks of the season. They need a secondary pass catching option. And I, and I know I can look at the numbers that TJ Hawkinson put up, and I'm not comparing Sam Laporta to TJ Hawkinson, but I can tell you the usage that tight ends got in the Ben Johnson offense when TJ Hawkinson was there. They're going to want to utilize Sam Laporta in the passing game. And so with Amon Ross St. Brown as your wide receiver one, Jameis Williams out for six weeks, they're going to use Jameer Gibbs in all sorts of different ways. I also think Sam Laporte is going to be able to carve out a nice role for himself. Michael Mayer, I mean, Jimmy G healthy? What's it look like if Jimmy G's not around? Uh, we know that that coaching staff likes to use tight ends. We know how Josh McDaniels likes, has been utilizing tight ends all the way back to New England, right? And so it's fair, but I just didn't really consider um, Mayer at all just because I just, I'm kind of down on the team and I'm down on the offense. No consideration to Kincaid. No, Taylor B., I I can't get on board with them utilizing the two tight ends the way they say they're going to use them until I see it. Do you know that, I, and I looked this up, and it was, it's, 
it's one of the tight end shows. It was the, either the tight end show that got released yesterday or the tight end show that's going to be um, released today. We talked about Dalton Kincaid, and I quizzed Jamie. And I said, Jamie, do you know on first now, just on first now, how often the Buffalo Bills used 12 personnel in which they would have two tight ends on the field? They're like bottom third in the league. Like they were in the bottom five teams. So they're going to all of a sudden start to use a personnel that they really don't use all that often. And so I got to see it. I got to see it to believe it. Um, Sportsnet says, think Kincaid, when it's all said and done, he'll be the guy. I think long-term, you're probably looking at Dalton Kincaid as potentially the best tight end in this class. That's not what we're doing. We're evaluating year one impact. And so for me, I think Laporta has that year one impact. Bailey says Laporta would benefit more from an Amon Ross St. Brown injury. I think his year one role is lower than we think Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown operate in that area a lot. Uh, fair point. Fair point. I think you're, I think you're sleeping on the skill set of Amon Ross St. Brown and what he can and cannot do. Um, I think he's a special player. I think he's a very, very good wide receiver. Um, and I think you're going to see him take an even better step in the evolution of his game this season. Um, and they might utilize him in different ways. We'll see. I'm very excited to see what this offense looks like. All right, five offensive linemen, two tackles, two guards, and a center. Now, I'll ask you to predict, if you guys want to just throw names out there of, of guys that I have on this list. Um, I think the center is pretty obvious. I think one of the tackles is pretty obvious. And I think one of the guards is pretty obvious. Is my early prediction on how well you guys are going to do predicting what I predicted. So Janelle says Darnell Wright. Bailey says Broderick, Peter, Tipman, Paris, and Wright. Okay. Some of that, some of that's correct. Some of it's not. Leave it up to you to decide what, what's correct and what's not. Um, I'll tell you the obvious ones. I think the obvious one is Broderick Jones as an offensive tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, great player. Going to be thrusted directly in to a starting role there on that Pittsburgh offensive line. And is going to be tasked with protecting Kenny Pickett. Um, and they traded up to get him. Taylor B says, where is Karonsky going to play? Good thing we don't have to determine that here on the show because he's not on the list. I know that might be a hot take, but he did not make the list. So he he's not one of my five offensive linemen. When it comes to guards, I thought one of the obvious answers was Paris Johnson Jr. Again, long-term, probably starting tackle for them. Either he's going to replace DJ Humphreys long-term or he's going to play right tackle down the road. But for this season, looks like he's going to play left guard and help shore up the left side of that offensive line. And so if that's the case, if he's going to slide in at left guard, I think he's going to be extremely productive and it's going to be really, really good for this Cardinal team on the offensive line. Again, you don't draft a guy that high if you're going to ultimately have him be your starting left guard long-term. I think it's a one-year thing. But I think, I think when we look at Paris Johnson this season, he's going to be one of the better impact guards. Uh, this, and the center... It's Shawn Michael Schmitz, guys. I mean, I, I know Joe Tipman is is my guy on my team, but I don't know if he's going to be the starter. I think he's going to be, but they did bring back Connor McGovern, so it, it, it's still kind of up in the air. John Michael Schmitz is going to be the starting center for the New York Giants for a team that absolutely was getting obliterated in the middle of their offensive line last year. And you know how I feel about JMS. You guys know how I feel about John Michael Schmitz, how much I loved him in the process. Still love him. Super excited to see him bring that ruggedness, that, that Minnesota ruggedness to New York. And I think he's going to be really, really good. So that's those are the easy three for me. And then the other two, uh, the one tackle on the other guard, uh, they've both been named already. Um, I did not have Peter Skaronsky because I have Matthew Bergeron, who's going to be playing left guard for the Atlanta Falcons. And then my other tackle 
It's a guy that I think is going to start for his team right away. That's Darnell Wright of the Chicago Bears. So the offensive line, are the two tackles are Broderick Jones and Darnell Wright. The two guards are Paris Johnson Jr. and Matthew Bergeron. And the center is John Michael Schmitz. Bailey says Aaron Rodgers will help his center out more than more though was my thinking. Jones got better, but will make like will make life more difficult uh, than a vet. Fair, fair. I think JMS is good enough to be able to help Daniel Jones out a ton. Like that's how that's how good I think JMS can be in year one. And I just don't know if Tippmann's going to be on the field enough. Like if Tip, if all things are equal and Tippmann's starting week one, I Bailey, I think what you're saying is accurate, right? And I think that's a fair way to view it. I don't know if Tippmann's going to be the starter right away. I'm just, I'm not sure. I want him to be. I think he's better than Connor McGovern. I think he should beat him out. I think he will beat him out. But until we see it, you know, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. Uh, so the full team, we got Bryce Young at quarterback, Jameer Gibbs at running back, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Jonathan Mingo at wide receiver, Sam Laporta at tight end. And then we've got our offensive line is Broderick Jones and Darnell Wright at tackle, Johnson and Bergeron at guard, and John Michael Schmitz at center. Uh, Torrance maybe was a consideration. Certainly, Consider Osiris Torrance over Peter Skaronsky because I just don't know where Peter Skaronsky is going to play. So there you have it. Uh, we've got uh, the all-rookie team on offense for uh, 2023. Uh, we're going to do the defense show on Thursday. So we've got transfer portal running backs on tomorrow's show that we're going to go through um, to continue our transfer portal series, kind of get you up to date for the start of the college football season. Then on Thursday, we're going to do the defense version of this. And then on Friday, we're going to do transfer wide receiver. So that is what you can look forward to the rest of the week here on the show. In the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share the show. We greatly do appreciate it as we continue to build out uh, this lovely community here, uh, uh, not just in the podcast feed, but also on the YouTube side of things. Speaking of the YouTube side of things, join us over there as well. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join us on the YouTube side of things, see the video version, get the pre and post show as well, where we have a lot of fun. So we appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday. Talk to you all tomorrow.